quiet, but maybe I'm just in a quiet mood. Somber mood? Yeah, somber mood. You know, you woke up this morning, <laughs> woke up this morning and turned on my phone. Mm. Big old mid 50s staring, staring me right in the eye, you know, looking me right in the eye from my phone. I cried a little bit. We don't we don't lube you up as a as a listener. We just go dive right in. Yeah. So uh it's a day of mourning. It's a day of mourning. Even but though nobody's seen the movie yet. Really truly though, <laughs> it's a day of celebration because bored and annoyed is back. That's true. Our small little hiatus. Yeah, nobody was more hyped. There's nothing else to be hyped about this week, right? Than the return of Bored and Annoyed. Really? I know. For like those five people. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, oh, yeah, everybody's talking about Star Wars this week, but I would. You Bored know what? and Annoyed's back. If, if that ever happened, if there was ever some sort of uh, hashtag Bored and Annoyed is back. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I would. Um, uh, shit myself. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like a good title for the episode. Bored and Annoyed is back. There you go. But yeah, so I guess uh, let's just jump right into the thoughts on the the tomato score. Um, for I, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. So I've read a few of the blurbs, I must admit. Mm -hmm. uh, I saw some of the tweets. Sure. Uh, the tweets are what I saw more of. Um, the Then people seem to be good about not giving out spoilers so far. Yeah. Maybe it's because people stopped caring about Star That's Wars. That's probably true. Plus, there's nothing that could. Yeah, I don't know. But um, it seems like some people really liked it and some people thought it would think it's safe. Um, I don't know if safe is bad at this safe point. Safe is what I'm expecting. Yeah, I don't. I agree. I don't know if it's bad. Um, you asked an interesting question before we even got on this do you want to say what that is uh about whether the critics are judging this fairly or if they're just pissy because basically they went out and these big hard-ons for the last jedi you know everybody loved it all the critics loved it the reviews were great and then the people saw it and they said uh i'm not too into this and the, possibly yeah. that this movie is going back to more of Star Wars for the people and the critics are a little pissy about it. Mm. I have a feeling that's playing into this, but I don't know because I haven't gone in and actually like read any of the full reviews or anything and I haven't seen the movie. Sure. So that's just complete speculation. That's what I'm hoping. Right. Um, my guess is that this franchise, I, I think you're, I don't think you're entirely wrong because I, I don't think that it's impossible that there are people like that out there sure um but i tend to believe that people when they review movies tend to probably do it in good faith i think more often than not um i'm and, amazed that disney paid these critics right. to only give it a 55 percent <laughs> right. right and um so so keeping that in mind I, I i just i tend to believe that it's probably a deeply flawed movie um because i look at this franchise and i say uh, the first one out of the gate, a really fun, great little adventure. But when you think about it from a franchise perspective, it really doesn't offer anything new. Yeah, but like it doesn't offer anything new necessarily, but it's fun and it has good characters. So right. so the themes My, of the original Star Wars to me, you could have you could have done 
But I, I, I always go back to there's a, there's a level of mystery and intrigue, and there's always revelations that are going on within a Star Wars movie, at least in the first two, the original two. Episode four and five have a lot of revelations, interesting things that I don't happen. think four does, but we can continue there. Well, I mean, think about that. it this way. Think about it this way, though. Four introduces the force the, 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 and everything. The, right. the, entri- the entire world, yeah, every sure. scene that's is a true. revelation. So, I mean, I'm talking about the first time you yeah, see it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, uh, that's true. I And so when I think about it in that perspective, there's really world building wise, there's really nothing new that it brings. And then you had basically a filler episode as your middle chapter when things <sighs> really should be ramping up into, wow, this is the new danger or wow. thing. Structurally, they're supposed to be at their weakest at this point, like the, the heroes. Yeah. And they kind of were like, they kind of are, but it's such a hopeful ending. Well, and I'm sorry, but they're supposed to be at their weakest, but there should be like the most interesting meaty shit going on, too. And I yes. don't feel that way about the second movie. I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. And I've only seen it. You'll find this maybe shocking. I've only seen it the one time. Oh, really? OK. Um, I just wasn't really impressed. I didn't hate it. You know, it's just I think that. So anyways, my my theory is, is that given sort of that foundation that this series is in and then how the last one left off with where do you go? What do you even do here? There's like no threads. There's no threat. I mean, there is there's the threat of the new order, but it's 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 nothing. There's nothing more personal. There's nothing really more going on there. Well, it's interesting. I've actually been thinking about because JJ made comments about how like yeah, what Ryan did was kind of interesting and fun, and that like it was a bunch of stuff you don't expect. And he did like the oh, but none of this stuff matters. But he yeah. said, and I can't believe he actually like shit on him, kind of threw mm. some shade at him. I guess I would say is like I don't know if that's necessarily what you want in a Star Wars movie, right? And I think he's right, and I. I can just imagine him sitting there watching that for the first time. Like, what the fuck? I, I think. Oh, uh, and, and it goes back to my review of Knives Out, which is I think that there's a time and a place for subversion, but too much subversion in one film actually ruins the movie, because if it's just you think this is going to happen and then it doesn't happen. You're eventually just deflating expectations to the point where as as a viewer, you're just like, well, you would think it would be like, whoa, I never know what's going to happen. But when it tends to be just the opposite of what you think is going to happen, you just sort of realize the algorithm at some point as a viewer. I don't think you're wrong. I think, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, like halfway through The Last Jedi, you're just like expecting disappointment out of everything. Well, yeah, you're just like, well, it's not going to go the cool way I want it to, so... uh, yeah. Whatever you do is well, going to disappoint now, me. Now, okay, here's the other thing where it's like, I kind of get, even if this is bad, I kind of understand how it's bad, and it's hard for me to blame J.J. Abrams right. or whoever wrote it, because I don't understand how he sat down, given what was left over from the second one. Sure. That's, and that's where I'm at. Yeah. Like, like you, you almost have to start from scratch in sort of establishing a new threat and the new story for this one. Whereas really trilogies are designed to be one right. overarching yeah. story. So I'm kind of hoping that it's just wacky. Mm. I'm hoping that it's fucking bizarre. 
Like I, that's I, that's my hope is that like okay yeah I know it's it's going to be a nostalgia thing where shit's going to happen that um, you've seen before yep. and and but, maybe that's the other thing too is maybe people are just tired of the the remember yeah this. right no that's true but okay so I hope it's nostalgia in the okay lightsaber battles turrets on the Millennium Falcon whatever I hope it's not. Oh, we blow up the second Death Star and Kylo Ren dies in Ray's arms as finding out that he is her brother or sure, something. Sure. You know what I mean? Like that as long as it's not that Right. Um and, and even if it is that, honest to God, like I'm gonna be it's gonna be easy for them if they bring in oldie time Star Wars stuff. I know Emperor Palpatine's in it, whatever. If they bring that stuff in just to make me fucking happy and wash the f- taste out of my fucking mouth of the second one, which I do I didn't hate it either, but I can't remember being a huge Star Wars fan ever being more disappointed because I was excited. Right. Like I like when it was over, it was like, ah, eh, that was okay. We're, we're kind but of a was... weird position too, because like what I'm, I'm sure people who are older than us are like, wait, so you watch the prequel trilogy and you weren't disappointed. We were young, but, but we though. were young. So right. it's kind of like, this is the first time I, well, I, I sort of disagree because right around, was it episode two or episode three was really when I started sort of looking at films a little bit more. Not me. I love critically. It. I, loved I, I, I remember hating the second one when it came out because I hated uh, what's his name? Hayden, Hayden, Hayden Christensen. Christensen. Yeah, I thought he was horrible. Even though I think George Lucas probably killed oh, his I'm career. Sure, I, I'm sure. I'm sure he <laughs> did, and, and I feel bad for him like, yeah. as a human being. But uh, three got to the point where I was like, you know, well, at least they kind of sort of found their footing it's, at, it's at the neat. end. Yeah. Well. The, well. Okay. And I and I've said this before, and I know you probably disagree with me, but like. The Last Jedi isn't disappointing in the way that those are. Those, no, you no. know, we talk You're about, right. we right. talk about, you know, like you talk about the revelations in Star Wars movies and shit. Like the prequels have that stuff. They do. There's a lot of that stuff. There's a lot of little nuggets that are neat. Oh, and there's I things. didn't, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Right. Whereas in The Last Jedi, it was just even like, okay, it's quality, but it's deflating. Well, it's, you know, well, well it's like it's shot well, it looks nice and it's acted well. But I mean, we've actually, we're actually, Actually, really, really spoiled in the time that we live now because that's actually almost the bare minimum right, that's of, true. A, of a franchise yeah. now. Um, and so it's like, yeah, but your story doesn't make sense, and the characters don't make sense, and like the the world, the small things that you do that actually do change the world actually break it in certain ways, and that's a problem. Is because. You became obsessed, and now it's just become a shit on the Last Jedi, like it's always become with with us. Which with is Star too Wars. bad because it's um, not like the worst thing in the no, world. But but like the problem is, is that he became too obsessed with the idea of subverting your expectations, and and all logic and all character truth went out the window because of this desire for subversion. Right, and that well, destroys. And that's, and that's what sucks is that if the Force of Awakens did one thing that is actually, I think, extremely impressive, mm. it's that. 
it's not an easy task to take Star Wars fans and make them care about new characters because every right. character we've ever been following has been somehow attached sure. to these. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so they introduce Ray and Finn and Poe and Kylo, and they're all like interesting, well thought out. I know people get shit on Ray, but I thought Ray was good in the first one. I think she's good. She still is a Mary Sue. That's the that's the that's the problem with her character inherently. I mean, it's the same thing when in the second one. Um, but as like a performance, she's actually fun to watch. Yeah, but the second one, they could have really focused on her training and yes. all that kind of shit and done something. Well, more. they doubled down on the Mary Sue nature right. by making yeah. her have like a two day training session. And then she's still a god she was basically a god before because she fucking beat kylo yeah but kylo was like mortally wounded i he was shot with that bow caster in the oh, that's stomach true. yeah like it's i still, feel like people are people it do, still seems it still seems like way too close I, of a fight yeah but i feel like we got a little bit um we got a little bit like fucked up in the head by the prequels because they made it seem like you had to be trained from the time you were a fucking baby until you grew up or whatever. Right. When the Empire Strikes Back, Luke goes and does a little bit of training. But but yeah, he seemed how long was he even gone? I really don't know. I guess for him, it might have been a couple days with that movie is actually sort of. But it doesn't tough. feel like that. To your point, it yeah. feels like, oh, this is like a big thing. Well, He's got to go there. Right. Well, and it also felt like Yoda was actually putting him through things whereas like with luke it it felt like luke was doing everything he could <laughs> to not shitting on the jedi it just it's just uh yeah he was just complaining and being sad the whole time God, that Anyways, is so bizarre fuck, fuck, uh, let's but not no, talk I, about that tomorrow we are going to yeah. the rise of skywalker indeed uh i have heard that people are getting emotional so i'm mm. a, if 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 it makes star wars fans emotional then i'm gonna be a sucker for this movie um i've got my fingers crossed I, like the action looks fun in the trailers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you know, you know I've, I've heard that the fast and furious has good action too, though. Yeah. But, oh God, I, are we really, you're I'm, not I'm just, going there. I'm just, are I'm just saying I need more than action. That's, that's all true. I'm saying. Um, that's true. It would of course, be nice. we've got John Williams and that's always we've got John elevate. Williams. Duel of the fates is in the trailers. Um, I, oh, well, uh, Emperor speaking, Palpatine. speaking about, you know, this whole release of Star Wars, okay. the, the reviews and whatnot, they're they're projecting it's going to open to 450 million worldwide. OK, which is right in line with what The Last Jedi did. I guess you can kind of spin that both ways. Depends on what you want to do. This is the no spin zone, though. So I'm just <laughs> going to give you both options. You could say uh, The Last Jedi really didn't affect the franchise because it's basically staying where it was. OK. Or you could make the argument it's that it's supposed to be the big event it, because it's be. the finale of a sure. saga. So you can have it both ways, whichever way you want to well, manipulate we'll see. things. We'll see, because this is where, uh, you know, if it's fan service, there's a great chance that fans are going to really like this. Sure. Um, and if they come out of the theater and go tell people that it's good, regardless, you know, I. Uh, you know, instead of uh, Last Jedi coming out of the theater and telling people they're disappointed. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, I it's it, just too bad. It's, I did. It I did. I watched. Involved I watched. Two, yeah. I watched two reviews. The things that cheater. Yeah, I know there, I got no plot details. I okay. just got like basically what seemed like it seems like a movie that has structural problems is what it sounds like. OK. And so. 
Well, yeah, because they have to either skip like 20 years at the beginning and tell us a bunch of shit that went down because that's the only way you can set it up because there's nothing left to go on at the end of the second one. I agree. Or, yeah, you got to do something weird, don't you? You have to do something weird. It's just that Ryan really... Fuck you, Ryan. Ryan would have done a... (laughs) I feel like Ryan would have done a great job with his own standalone thing. But as a middle chapter, that was literally the worst area you could have put him. And fuck you, Disney. I mean, like, this all comes down to Kathleen Kennedy and these people at fucking Disney. Especially since they know better. They've been fucking... They've created a 20-plus movie story. (laughs) Right. That has been, I mean, as close to flawless as you could possibly hope for. Right. I, right. I think so, any so reasonable expectation. Yeah. I mean, well, the thought the my thought was they, they clearly didn't. Ha- and, and, and it's so fucking like obvious that they didn't have a roadmap. It's just so obvious. They just thought like, we'll just kind of figure it out as we go. Guess what? You know, we kind of talk about like, <laughs> just give me one good movie and then you've earned your franchise. But it's like, but Star Wars is different. You've already earned the franchise just based on the property alone. You already know you have it. The fact that nothing was planned out, no well, character arcs are planned. It's just... It's just thrown together. Well, at least the original trilogy and the prequels had that one combining thing of George Lucas's involvement in all of it. Well, whether he directed it or not, at least he was fucking there and it was his, you know. And they both follow literally they, they follow the exact opposite character arc, the negative and the positive. Sure. But they follow the traditional hero's journey. It's just that one's the positive, one's the negative. Yeah, but it's so much cooler to justify expectations and, you know. Like I said, like I don't people think, shouldn't all like your movie. Ryan Alex. can't help himself. He can't help himself. <laughs> it's and and you know what? Really, ultimately, it does come down to Disney because they hired it's their him. fault. Yeah, they, they hired well, they, not him. only did they hire him, but they said you get to write the script and direct the movie. You get essentially complete right. control over over the linking chapter. Sure, the most important fucking connective tissue of the trilogy. Yeah, should well, be I, it should be I the fucking best one. And I can't blame Ryan for making a movie that he wanted to see. Sure, that makes sense to me. But uh, yeah, it just doesn't well, make sense. How did nobody look at the script? Although they fucking might have loved it. I, who the fuck knows? But you'd think they'd have to like that would be something that would have to be run by somebody. You'd think so. Like, what are we going to do after this? But yeah, I mean, we've talked it to death. Yeah. I, there, I mean, that's it for Star Wars. You want to talk about the Wonder Woman uh, trailer? Uh, yeah, but I'm not very excited about it. Really? No. Okay. No, I think it looks weird. Although, you know right. what? To be honest, I thought the first one looked bad in the trailer. Did you really? So I'm like, because and I ended up loving it. Right. So I, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it looks. It looks. It looks cheesy, and I, I. It annoys me that uh, Chris Pine is there, even That's though I the really thing. like him in the movie. That's the thing that I'm not liking. Is it seems like very clear that uh, Pedro Pascal is sort of like yes, he's clearly a Trump stand-in. To okay, me, that's yep. already clear. Sure. Um, and the other thing, and, and I, that doesn't bother me, whatever. It, Trump's a fucking cartoon character right. anyway. No, he's, a, hey, Biff Tannen was yes, the Trump stand Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I'd be a fucking hypocrite if if I, you know, bo- if that bothered me. That's not what bothers me. What bothers me is it seems like it's basically like a, I found a genie lamp kind of thing, and now everybody gets their own wish, and now Chris Pine is back. And it's like, to me, 
I feel like that's a really shitty story. Well, it, it, are we? Is it throwing out Batman v Superman yet? And well, this is, takes place in the eighties. Sure. So, but, like, I didn't get the impression that she also saw him in the eighties. No. Well, you know what I'm saying. Well, that's the thing is that's why the DCEU doesn't work. They just yeah because because she said. Uh, she's clearly not over it in Justice League. About Even like, though it's oh, been like 80, 80 years, years or whatever. And then in Batman v Superman, she says something about, that's why I abandoned the world of men or whatever. And it's like, well, you didn't because the fucking 80s. Right. So, yeah, fuck, fuck off. It. Yeah, fuck it. So, th- th- really. May, hopefully they just say fuck it and we just ignore all everything. Zack Snyder right. movies. Ignore all of them. We'll just stick with these two but uh the the greatest goddamn thing in the whole fucking trailer is when she fucking lassos the lightning yeah sure it's so fucking great it's so you're right it's cheesy as fuck. it doesn't look very good but again i don't know what i'm doing I, or talking I th- about I, I thought aquaman looked awesome i think the cinematography <laughs> so, looks pretty good yeah well the lady knows how to direct a movie yeah patty jenkins um you know kudos to you i didn't love wonder woman but uh i fucking ooh. Love me some Wonder Woman, baby. Yeah. And I, you know, like you said, glad to have Chris Pine back as far as like he's a great presence in the movie. But story wise. Yeah, you got to make it make sense to me. I, yeah. You know, I'm not there until I see it. But, well, and um, if you're going to make me deal with the death of him again, it just feels like yeah, we're just doing the same. Too. If we're doing the same thing, why? Why? God damn, their relationship and their chemistry was so good in the first one. It really though. was. It's like the heart. That's the heart of the movie. Yeah, that was one. The main reason I really, really loved it was because of them. But right, yeah. Uh, then another piece of news. Not anything important. Um, heart of my childhood, though. If we're talking about oh, we hearts of go, things. Go Go Power Rangers. Go Go Power Rangers getting a reboot from uh, the director of uh, it's that series on Netflix called uh, like the end of the fucking world. I believe. Okay, I haven't watched that. I, I haven't either. I have two, which is I mean we'll get into that a little bit later uh, in the episode. But Netflix just seems to be unbelievable running on all cylinders. Actually, uh, the the best drama category for the Golden Globes. Mm. Three of the five movies are Netflix movies. Really? Yeah. It was so the, I'm assuming Marriage Story. Marriage in there. Story, The Irishman. Um, oh God, what is the third one? I wonder if it is the uh, the Eddie Murphy one. Um, I thought that was a comedy. It is, but isn't it like comedy, drama, and mm. sci-fi, whatever? Oh, right. Okay. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't. I I can look it up quick. But yeah, basically, three out of the five are fucking Netflix movies, and that is crazy. That is crazy. So I yeah, apparently that's the future, folks. I mean, honestly, I I don't know. I don't know how you combat that when it's free and they're making that good of shit. Right. Um, musical or comedy, you have Dolomite is my name. Drama, you have oh, the two popes is the third one. The two That's oh right, the two popes. I haven't uh, with seen that Hopkins one. and uh, the guy from Game of Thrones. The, yeah, yeah, which I haven't seen that either. We'll but have yeah, to check so that you've one got out. Irishman, Marriage Story, nineteen seventeen, Joker, and the two popes. Wow. So fucking a. I mean, that's fucking pretty impressive. Yeah, I noticed that uh, Parasite isn't in there, but, you know, to each their own, I guess. It's foreign. It's so, foreign. But so I, there you go. That, I mean, that's Roma all it, was foreign. It was up for Best Picture. That's all it takes. Yeah, but the Oscars are different, right? Did that, I t- didn't I tell you if it's not black and white and oh, foreign? If Parasite was black and white and foreign? 
You know what? I might almost guarantee that. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. You should guarantee- re-release it in black and white. I'll guarantee it. At the end it. of the year. I'll guarantee it. Because it's a hypothetical. <laughs> so I don't can't have to fucking. Yeah. yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, anyways, the Power Ranger reboot. That's yeah. happening. I don't know where that's going. Um, but good for them for rebooting. Because that movie fucking blew chunks. Stink. Yeah. So... I can't believe they're not just letting this franchise die. There's money, man. There is. Maybe. Or they're just going to lose a bunch more money. It's back with the original owner, too. Uh, Haim Saban. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah, so it's Saban's Power Rangers again. He's fucking cheap as fuck, dude. (laughs) You know what? They should just embrace that. They should just embrace it. Fuck it. Make a really cheap looking movie. Yeah. Yeah, ADR with all the Asian actors. Oh, my God. Just send it to Asia and have them make the fucking movie. Yeah, I don't know what they need to do. All I know is that you need to pick a lane. Like, go dark or go crazy. Yeah, go crazy. Fuck it. I'm always I don't down care. for that. I don't care. Um, Just figure it out. Speaking of childhood, uh, I there was another nugget. I believe they finished filming uh, Mortal Kombat. Did they really? Yes, I think James Wan's Mortal Kombat is is completed. James Wan produced. I think correct? produced. Yeah. Yes. So I wish um, it was directed by James Wan, but but yeah, that's done. That's that's being... that's in the can. <laughs> All right. Can't Hopefully, wait to watch another oh, great video game movie. We got to talk about John Wick Four and The Matrix Four being released on the same day. No way. Really? Yes. Is that yes. really fucking that's happening? That's true. Keanu Reeves in John Wick Four. And Matrix 4 in like May of 2021 on the same day. Jesus Christ. I mean, that's just Keanu overload. We are in, the, we still, I don't think people realize this, but we are still in the Keanu sense. Yes, we are. Because sure. guess what? Bill, Bill and Ted. Ted. Yeah. Did you see the pictures? I saw the pictures. They look like Bill and Ted. They look like Bill and Ted. And that's all I fucking want. It's funny. I mentioned that to my brother and he's like, God, Bill must be happy. He's got like something Alex, to do. Uh, Alex Winters, I think, is <laughs> yeah, the guy's right. name. Yeah. Um, actually, he didn't quite apparent- take off like Ted. Well, apparently, he has been doing like uh, behind the scenes stuff. Like okay. he's a, like he's a director and stuff, a producer and stuff. So uh, I guess he turned out okay. Yeah. Well, I think he's probably just doing drugs, living on the streets, till Ted came by and said, "Yeah, he looks he looks almost the goddamn same." He does. They it's both crazy. look great. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's like they're they're ageless wonders. Right. But uh uh can't wait for Wild Stallions to rock my world eventually. Oh, <laughs> hey, hey, we're here for the puns. Yeah, then, well, let's you know. uh what do we got? What else what we got? What do we got? Uh I don't fucking know. Are we we want to do the topic? topic? Uh so we're reviewing today, right? We're reviewing. We marriage don't really, story, right? Marriage story. Uh uh Adam Driver, Scarlett Johansson. Adam Driver, Scarlett Johansson, uh Ray Liotta, uh what's her name? Laura from, Dern. Yeah, Laura Dern. Um we got uh who else we got in here? Oh, the 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 woman who was in the first airplane plays uh plays Scarlett Johansson's mother, who oh, yeah. is one of my favorite characters in the movie. <laughs> uh, is she the woman? I might be wrong. I'm probably wrong. The more I think about it, I think I'm wrong. Is she from Seinfeld? Which one would she have been? The Papier Mache? I don't think so. Okay. She I remi- could be wrong. She reminded no, me of her. No, she is the main character in Airplane. Like Oh, right. Okay, yeah. right. Okay. You so, said the first airplane, and I thought that that was like a movie. Oh, the no. first airplane. The first airbender 
airplane lady. No, airplane with Leslie Nielsen. Okay, there's her, and then there's Alan Alda. Uh, There's a bunch of good people in it. Really good movie. Really good cast. Great acting. Um, It's a drama. Yeah. In every sense of the word. Uh, basically, it is a marriage story, but it's not about the upswing of the marriage. It's completely about the horribly depressing divorce. Yeah. Um, and it treats its characters like real people where nobody is completely in the right or the wrong, um, which is how most relationships are. Yeah. Um, some are more one sided than others. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, it's written and directed by um, Noah, Noah Baumbach. Ba- Baumbach. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think he he kind of did a bang up job because, like you said, none of the characters are are really right or wrong, right. really. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, they all feel very real and unique and um, kind of quirky in a way. The The movie was quirkier and funnier than I expected it to be. Um, and I think that's to the emotional maturity of the movie. It's that's the credit is that there are somewhat silly things that happen in this. Sure. And I think a lesser movie would have been sad and depressing and crying all the time. Well, okay. So I would say that without the silly stuff, this movie would have just been miserable. Yes. So you yeah. need it. You it's, it's absolutely welcome. Right. It's so, you're just happy to have a little bit of a laugh. Right. And it catches you off guard because you're like, I know what this movie is. Right from the get-go, you know what it is. Yeah. Um, I think Scarlett Johansson puts in she is like one of the most phenomenal actors, actresses, actors, she's, whatever. She's but, really good. But she's one of the best that is working right now. Uh, as far as like the the quality of the movies that I've seen her in. That's true. Um She's in real. She was really good in the fucking Nazi uh, that Jojo Rabbit. Uh, she's great in her. I know it's yep. just voice acting, just voice but whatever. Acting, but whatever. Yeah. Very robotic voice acting. We'll, right. we'll give it to her though. Yeah, well, I'll I, let it slide. Right. Well, I just think of like I think of her career, and I'm like, you've done a really good job of building like this sort of. I mean, she's got some stuff that's not great in it. She but. was great in the uh, Lost in Translation. Lost in with Translation, Bill Murray, right? Yes. Like one yeah. of the first things I remember her in. Yeah. So, I mean, and who could forget the island? <laughs> you know what we all we all have a couple stinkers it just happens I, I don't hate the island i don't hate it but it's no. it's not it's not which great. speaking of we really have to review michael bay's new netflix movie because it looks like the fucking dumbest thing yeah, ever. yes it yeah. looks amazingly dumb yeah yeah we were just saying how great netflix was <laughs> Perfect. But uh, I really, um, I dug the hell out of this movie. Uh, Adam Driver also puts in, he's fucking great. Too. He's insanely good. They're I both- was thinking about him um, when I was watching and I'm like, God, I really, you know, not to get back on Star Wars, but it really is sad because he is so fucking awesome as that Kylo Ren character, yes. even in The Last Jedi. He's great. Mm-hmm. And he's great in, he was great in Black Klansman last year. And I thought he's he fucking was, good in everything. What was the other one he was in recently that he was? Oh, uh, the 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 southern movie about the dudes stealing the stuff. 
Oh, yeah. Logan Lucky. Logan Lucky. Yeah, fucking great. Great in that. So basically, he can do everything because he's got like that dramatic kind of sad look to him. He's got an interesting look to him. Um, So he can play like depressed and he's kind of he can play a schlub or a bad guy or whatever. And he's funny. Yeah, his his range is very yeah. It's very impressive because he can be very monotone. He can be very thoughtful right. and pensive, but then he can go into like he goes into these like sort of silly, awkward. He's he's not a graceful person in this no. movie, and he plays that the physical comedy really well. Yes, but then when he gets into like one of the most emotional scenes when him and Scarlet. I mean, this is not a spoiler. At one point, Scarlet and him have a yelling match, <laughs> and uh, it's. Fucking powerful. My man. favorite scene in the movie. I one of yeah, yeah, one of my favorites. Um I I really love the beginning. They're they're talking about uh it opens with them yeah. like right they they were asked by their therapist to like write letters about why they were with the person or what they yes. love about the person because they don't want this relationship to be just all you know they want the good thoughts to be there like you know it's like an exercise or whatever yeah and um, so it's like think about the other person as a human being right. so there's this nice narration as you're watching these two great introduction to the movie and the characters and great because you see a little bit of humor in the characters you see a little bit of maybe there's a little bit of a sarcastic thing in there but uh you end up you start the movie liking both of them it's true and you and not only do you like them, you you kind of want them to work it out. Yeah, because you're like, you guys got something here. But the movie's presented in a way where you just know that's not you gonna just happen. know it's not yeah. going to happen. And I think that's also important because right. I think if there's ever a kid who's watching this at like 18, 19, what, 16, whatever, you need to see the inevitability that like divorce happens and that's okay. And it doesn't mean that you're a bad person. I mean, or your you parents. are rotting in hell because God will never forgive you for breaking up the union. But I mean, this is true because God totally of fucking cares. Yes, of course. We know exactly what goes on in his big cosmic brain. That's right. Found it out. It's in a book. The book says so. The book says all. You let's need nothing more offend, than the book. Let's just offend all of our religious have, listeners. <laughs> have you seen Have you seen this book? It's really old. It's uh, got a lot of good stuff in it. But no, there are. That is an important message. That hey, there's two sides to every story. Yeah. Uh, it really goes into both both sides mm-hmm. of this story, this marriage story, well, and it's uh, it's yeah, good lessons to be learned here. It I, it hit me in the feels. This is one of the more. Um, I don't want to say personal reviews, but it's it's one of those things where I looked at it and I was like, I think, and maybe it's not true. Maybe if you've been in nothing but a healthy relationship your whole life, you can still appreciate the movie for what it is. But I look at it and I'm like, I feel like you need to have been through some battles, something. Yeah, no, there's um, some bad, like the scene, um, the the fight scene, the fighting scene, the yeah. fight scene, fight. Yeah. Um, that they get into was very like oh god like i can i can remember like yeah screaming matches it, i've been in with exes or whatever uh and yeah i mean it takes you back there and you're like and it's sort of i feel like you end up putting yourself in there and sure makes you realize like yeah, i was not a perfect person either no but they're a bitch <laughs> Um, they were a total bitch and it doesn't mean that you know you want to be back with that person or anything no but it just means that you can kind of take ownership of maybe 
your half of what you you contributed i mean i would say about in most of my relationships i was responsible for about five percent of the problems Sure. Um, the other sure. 95 goes to the other person and it did a really good job of, you know, teaching me up with it's a fantasy film where it's actually 50 50 at fault. Yeah, uh, that's not how the real world is. But but yeah, I mean, Tolkien couldn't have written it better. I right. Think. Right. I, I yeah. I mean, it, it taught you an important <laughs> lesson that you're always right. Yes. Right. A good reminder of like, nope, you're not like these people. Right. Um, they're both in the wrong. Uh, yeah. But now. Here's an interesting question. Sure. Was there anything that the characters did without spoiling this? Because there are when we get into spoilers, I'll, I can tell you things I've thought of. But was there anything that either of the characters did that like felt a little bit um, convenient for the story, if that makes sense? And maybe um, I have to tell you what it was in spoilers. You, you, you might but. have to because nothing really stood out to me. I, what I kind of liked about this was they felt. One, they felt like real people because I think a lot, a lot of men tend to be especially artists speaking as a, an artist. Um, a lot of them tend to be a little bit control freaks. A lot of them tend to be a little self-centered, um, the tortured artist, you know, whatever. And uh, but they also were quirky enough because I'm like, these are just like quirky hipster people right. that have slightly strange habits that they do. And so a lot of it. It, some of it, yeah, some of it was like, well, that's kind of odd. Right. But also at the same time, it was like, but these are kind of weird people, kind of. Yeah. No, and I like that you just brought that up because it's true. Like, he's got a little bit of a control thing going on. And then she's, like, not communica communicative as to what she wants. Yes. So, it's like, what's he supposed to do? So, it's constantly that, like, it's the you're ultimate. battling back and forth with that problem. It's like the it's the stereotypical yes. issues in every male to female yeah. relationship. How many times have you heard, I'm not a fucking mind reader? Right. You know, yeah. like, it's, it's that, the movie. Um, but it's also like, well, you never listen to me and you don't see me as a real person i was like god damn these are really yeah. fucking valid arguments that both of them have what's your grade i, I think i'm gonna go oh god, i want to go a minus i feel like it's gonna be in the bottom half of my top 10 I, oh I, really I, it's gonna I, make the top 10 i think it might it's it's um i think it's probably the most emotional movie i saw all year i, I i'm just gonna say that um yeah I, I really i really did i really liked it yeah, I would give it a B plus. Okay. I'm gonna so give we're it actually a B really close. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I didn't think it was like the hype. I didn't feel I didn't feel like it lived up to the hype that I went into because mm. like everybody was talking about how fucking amazing it was. Um, it was not the most emotional movie of the year for me. Do you um, have like, do you have one that's sticking out right now as an emotional movie? Yeah. Like the most like the one where you're like, wow, I felt a shit ton in that. I saw Richard Jewell this weekend. Okay. That was rough. Okay. Um, which, yeah, I mean, Clint Eastwood is it, when he does it well, he's very good at that. Uh, the making you sappy, sad bullshit uh, sure. movie. So that was, yeah, he was, and I, I wouldn't, I mean, I don't think Richard Jewell is a masterpiece. I'll get into it and shit we watched, but, but, um, but no, that one had me, that one had me pretty sad. I would say Jojo Rabbit. Jojo had Rabbit. me more than this one did. Uh, I, like you might have me on that one. That one might yeah, be the most. That was that was really fucking. <laughs> I mean, the lighthouse. <laughs> that was an emotional journey, just very different. 
<laughs> I mean, putting yourself in the shoes, having to smell those farts all the time. Oh, God. Just being around someone who just farted all the time. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a very important part of the plot. Oh, man. It actually is part of the plot. It is part of the plot. (laughs) But yeah, no, I thought it was good. Uh, B plus. Spoilers, I guess. Uh, My my spoiler thing that kind of bothered me was I didn't like and and this could have been by design because it made me like upset with her kind of like he would be. Uh, But I did not really like the idea or the like that. Like, I didn't understand why she went to the lawyer. I kind of, yeah, I guess I kind of got the idea that she's feeling, because what I got it from at that point was that she wasn't making, and I think that's almost, it almost feels like the point of the movie about like, at this point in, in, in a marriage, people are pushing their own agendas on you the whole fucking time. Yep. And so I sort of saw it as like, she's just kind of going with the flow. The only person she knows how to say no to is her mom because her mom's fucking nuts. Her mom was hilarious, by the way. Her mom was, I was like, you have a horrible mother. At that scene where she wakes up at her mom's and she's just like, didn't you find dad blowing another dude? And she's like, and I always regretted it for <laughs> for giving him such a hard time about it. It's like, see, I love the mother. I, I didn't have any ill will towards her at I, all. I thought she was a delusional human I being. I liked the fact that they like him. Uh, I they, liked that. They like him and like the whole like, oh, well, here, I'll help you get the cheap lawyer. Um, you know, yeah. That, don't tell her. Like yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. I liked that stuff. I... Yeah, the, you know what? It does. It kind of makes sense that she gets the lawyer because it's like she's also trying to take back some semblance of control over this that's, relationship that's that she thing. feels like, like she hasn't had control over. But I felt bad for him. So it just made me mad. Right. Well, yeah, well, you do. You feel bad for him because like, but then all of a sudden the cheating becomes like a real thing. And you're like, oh, you fuck. Like, I get it. Like I get, like, yeah. See, I, I that felt to me that felt really real to me, and I wasn't holding it because again, there's two sides to every story, and it, to me, <sighs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there. Never cheated on a girl, okay. So I'm just gonna say, even when, and I was in a bad relationship. You always have a choice. You always have a choice. And and I get his whole, like, I sacrificed my 20s. He brings that up in the fight. And I'm like, I, I get it. But you still you still made a choice. And and I'm not saying it made him the bad guy. It made him human. But I had a problem with that. And then I'm like, well, you both have done things yeah, but that pr- I now do not like that you sure, have done. Sure, no, no, no. It's not right that he did it. No, but certainly it's not right that he did it. But the point is like, okay, well, people don't do things that are right all the time. Well, yeah, it doesn't she fucking make hacked them. his emails. Right. That's so, true, too. So I'm well, like, they... And, and, um, and like... You know, obviously, I can't speak to the positions you've been in, but perhaps Adam Driver had a little more scattered ass around him during this time than you would be used to. That's true. You know what I'm saying? I like his character, not the actual real Adam Driver. Of course he does. Yeah, that Uh, goes without saying. (laughs) But, you know, I mean, I, I didn't, neither one of them did anything that made me like hate them which i think is a strength of the movie because they right. both do shitty stuff that would be forgivable under certain circumstances right like yeah she hacked his emails but i don't know he's cheating you know i 
And it's, it's funny because he would still like even if you did the cheating, if you found out she hacked your emails, you'd still be pissed, right? You know what I mean? Well, yeah, because so it's that like makes two, it interesting. It's the ultimate answer of two wrongs don't make a right, right? Which I, I mean, I guess you want to boil down the movie. That's the damn almost point. the damn point Correct. of the movie. Um, yeah, Laura Dern. <laughs> Laura Dern is the embodiment of like somebody pushing their own fucking agenda, right. On somebody going through a divorce, which is like. Yeah, but she was kind of like fret, like a help to Scarlett Johansson's she was. character. She like, also did some really kind of terrible yeah. things. Right. She was not, I would say she was not a good person. Well, she's, now, maybe, out, she's out for her client. Yeah. Yep. And everyone else be damned. Yep. You know, so. Well, and that's the problem. And it really does. It really does make an argument for like, try to fucking figure this out on your own because divorce what is a waste of money yeah mass like it's like if you can just be an adult and really just be objective about what's fair right God, but i guess hard though but i guess that's really hard for people and i guess that's also is, the point i mean yeah no shit well because they brought up like the thing about moving out to la really got me because it's like and then when she when laura dern actually says oh so when it's something that she wants it's a discussion but when it's something that you want it's an agreement and i was like oh that fucking makes sense it's how it should be <laughs> right i just uh i was i was blown away with how real it felt it felt very like and it I guess the conversations are real, the things that people would say are real, but also there's this weird sort of slightly heightened sense of reality with some of the humor. When he flips the, his shit and has like the breakdown when they're fighting with each other and, break, and hits the wall, it was so like cathartic to watch because it was like, Jesus Christ, like I'm not this a isn't fucking as freak. rare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. That stuff. I, everyone should watch it. It's, yeah, I don't think it's going to be for everyone. It's not exciting. It's a no, very no. dramatic, slow moving movie. But. Yeah, it's not for everybody. No, just like Roma was not for me. Roma's for everyone. Nope. You've got to be That's... from another planet to not love Roma. Roma's... That opening shot of just the water filled ground. Garbage. The, oh, God, it was so good. So old. So old. Hollywood. So, so black and white. So black and white. So foreign. So, so foreign. Yeah. 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 Yep. I'll tell you what, if, if marriage story takes down more Oscars than Roma, I'm really going to have a connection. I don't I don't think it will. No, I, don't I really either. don't. It's not I really black don't. and white. Right. That's true. That's anyway. the key. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, what, uh, oh, uh, do you want to do uh, Mandalorian before we get oh, into yeah, uh, Mandalorian? We yeah, we just watched Mandalorian episode seven and I guess six we need to talk about. Yeah. We have so to we talk got both about of them. five. We have five also. Yeah. Which one was five? I, that's what's kind of neat about five the show is they're the like bounty hunter one. Right? The show's about a bounty hunter, the, right? Where, where he meets the bounty hunter kid. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, where they have the uh, the little setup at the end, and we don't know who that was. That right. Was, yeah. Uh, five was one of the weaker ones, in yes. my opinion. I would say five probably. I struggle between five and four as to which one's the weakest. Okay. Because four was the one where they went to four the town, Four was the right? seven samurai one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Five had a that kid was just downright unlikable and not a good actor. No, no, no. Um, it has Ming Na Wen, which I, I like her. Sure. Um, but yeah, it was there, was there wasn't much interesting going on, in my opinion. No. I wasn't that. Oh, and the old lady at the docking place. I actually thought she was kind of a bad actress, too. 
she was someone famous too and i can't remember what her name is but yeah no she wasn't very good that episode was just not as it that was one just, wasn't very good. Yeah, it was it was it was cut below everything else. Uh, but it did have an ending where some caped cr- guy is standing over. Yep. And it care to make any guesses? I don't fucking know Star Wars well enough. Boba Fett? Darth Maul? Oh wait, it wasn't robot legs. No, no um, robot legs. Boba Fett would be interesting. I'd also be like, yeah, you really got to fucking earn this. We're on Tatooine. Yeah. Could be uh, Boba Fett. What else? Uh, I know that I never watched the show. I think they had it was the Clone Wars, the CGI animated one. Okay. I know there was like a like a Western kind of guy who who had like a he looked like a kind of like a bug. He was blue. He had like a cowboy hat. And on. you think it might be him. That would be interesting in that. But I doubt it because I think everything before Disney bought it is no longer canon. So I don't Clone think Wars that, is. Is it? Okay. Yes. Clone Wars was grandfathered in to okay. canon. Then that might be cool. I, I, all I, think I know about was. him is he looks cool. Okay. All right. I have nothing. I all have right. nothing. I'm hoping it's Darth Vader. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what the fuck does he want with a Mandalorian? He's really after those Mandalorians. Maybe he's got, maybe he wants the baby. Yeah. Baby Yoda. That's the right. Force baby. Uh, but yeah, so there was that one. Then there's the one with uh, Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Which the, was great. The prison breakout yeah, one. Yeah, the prison break episode was great. Was, it's such a Western, the yes, show. It's yes. so fucking awesome. I just realized, like, I, I sort of realized, I don't know, maybe four or five, I realized uh, they're, they're, they probably just started with a list of, like, what are Western tropes. Yeah, right. And we're just going to do that as an episode for each one. Well, even this last one that we just watched, not to jump ahead, but there's like the campfire scene where the monsters come and like it's so yes. Western. Right. Well, and, it, and it's very Western in that, oh, it's it's two outlaw groups right. who have to team up for a thing. And you don't know who you can trust. Yep. And, and then you get there and the sheriff has his goons that all show exactly, up. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's very Western. Uh, I was actually going to say episode six. Wait. Which, six. Right? Six is what we're on, right? Six is what we're on. That's the prison breakout. No, okay. six is the prison breakout. Sure. The one we just watched sure. seven. Okay. So six was up until this episode, my second, second favorite. Yes, I would agree. Uh, I'm in lockstep with you there because Bill Burr was phenomenal. Actually. It's really fun. You get a few like fun characters. That guy who was in Sons of Anarchy, the like fat biker looking guy with the beard who yep. like kind of sends them on the mission to go capture that or uh, break this guy out of jail. Yeah, he was good. Yep. Uh, it's so cool how the episodes are so like detached where you could watch them almost in any order outside of the first one and the last one we just sure. watched. And, like it wouldn't matter. It's just yep. he has an adventure. He goes to the next place. Yep. Or the next thing pops up that he has to deal with. Uh I love it. I think it's good. Small little detail, but one of the things I loved about the episode was I loved uh the robot design, the droid design sure. in that episode, very bug-like, yes. almost like a common Rider kind of Japanese thing. Yep. Um, voiced by Moe's from uh, the IT crowd, for all my IT crowd uh, fans I out there. I don't know the IT crowd. It's a fucking phenomenal comedy from British, or okay. from Britain, from British. From British place. Yes. <laughs> British land. Uh, yeah, I loved him too. Um, I will say there was one moment that felt a little contrived, which was... Bill Burr's kind of like, well, well, let's just all get along for this trip. 
while they're on the ship driving to the or flying to whatever the uh, the place. Sure. And uh, but then he starts sort of poking at the Mandalorian. And yeah, it's like, of wait, didn't you just didn't you just say, let's all get along and just do this mission? He just can't help himself. And then now you're going to fucking like try and mess with like the kid and stuff. Well, I'm like, the, the show is not it's 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 predictable. Yeah. Which, you know, good or bad, whatever, however you want to take it. It doesn't bother me because mm-hmm. it's fun, predictable. It's sure. like, OK, well, this is the part where they they do. You know, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I am enjoying it. That episode was great. Uh, the big dude, I wasn't like in love with his character design. I wasn't in love with what the Twi'leks looked like, really. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I thought the characters were all pretty fun overall. The, the big guy was a missed opportunity for me in that I, you look at him and you're like, okay, so he's big and he's strong. I get that. But also he's not particularly fit looking. No, so he's I'm like a like, big fat guy. Right. So I was but, like, well, fight wise, the way you beat this guy is you tire him out. Sure. And they kind of did the standard Star Wars thing where like, oh, I shut a door on you. Right. Um, and I was like, it would have been nice to see the Mandalorian sort of beat him by tiring him out. Okay. But I mean, that's a nitpick. I understand that. Yeah. It's just I, sort of a missed opportunity for me. But anyways, uh, episode seven. Seven was awesome. Everything's coming together. Yep. He goes back and gets a couple of the old the old crew from earlier episodes. The and he Mando goes back. Avengers. Yeah. Then they go back to the planet where uh, the Imperials are at. And it turns into a classic Western. Like they're going across the countryside to raid the, the, the town. Yep. They show up. Guns drawn. Yep. Whatever. Awesome. Yeah. Fun episode. Uh, great cliffhanger. Yes, great cliffhanger. Uh, great I would, cliffhanger. I would say the second best cliffhanger since the first episode's cliffhanger. Sure. Um, you mean the second episode's cliffhanger or the first one? The first one. Okay. Yeah, I suppose. Because yeah, I and I think the the thing the thing that I, I I I'm not in love with about the show is like some of the episodes feel like a little too one offy. I feel like the best ones. And I bet you the next one's going to be one of the best ones, too, because it's directed by Taika. But uh, the ones that seem the best so far are the ones that seem to have sort of a nice lead in. Like, two was great because you're just dropped yeah, in but this. That, I don't think that that's why two is great. Two is great just because it looks so good. I was thinking it today because I liked seven, but... I realized the thing that two has over seven is that two starts out. Well, one, it's it's got virtually no dialogue. Which it's like works nothing's for, going on. That's like the best part about it. But it starts you off in action right away. And you it's already true. know exactly what's at stake because it was yeah. all set up in the previous episode. I suppose you could say that. But I would still say two is just fucking great because the music and right. the cinematography, everything going on. You're like, wow, this is a cool world that we're in. Yeah. You know. Um, Pacing was great in two. Um, not a coincidence that episode six was directed two, by the same guy. Right. And six was just great because so much fun. It's such yes. a fun little idea. Yep. And, you know, like I. Yeah. I mean, it's exciting to turn it on every week because you're like, oh, what are we going to get this time? Like, yep. And I am getting a little bit of the which I, I did not have when this started. A little bit of the, yay, Star Wars. Yeah, I know, right? Cause it's I, true. Because I didn't have it. I was like, well, another Disney Star Wars thing. They've all kind of disappointed me for the most part other than Force Awakens. It's funny because it's taking one thing from the prequels that I like 
Uh, and it's mostly like the way they just do the transitions with the ship and space yes. going into light speed, that stuff. Yeah. Like that feels very Star Warsy to me. Yeah. And it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. It's a fun show. <laughs> it's, I, I still don't know if I would go as like, it's Game of Thrones. It's certainly not like Game of it's Thrones. It's better than Game of Thrones. Well, it's better than season eight of yeah, Game uh, of Thrones that, and seven, I that, would say. I don't know if I'd go with seven, but I would agree yes. with eight. Yes. It's so. But yeah, we're enjoying it. Cannot wait for next episode. The final episode of the season. I I, I don't know how they're going to tie it all together. I don't know what they Tyke don't is have to do. Because they got season two, man. I, I keep on forgetting they're doing season two. They're doing season I, two. I almost wish that they had not revealed that they're doing season two. I kind of, and, and I don't think they'll do it because Baby Yoda is now this cultural icon thing. But I kind of wish that this was a Baby Yoda season and we're going to leave him behind and let this not be one thousand percent you agree yeah. yeah he will not be gone no too much money right. to be had uh <laughs> i don't know i, I feel mean like i don't hate having him around he's every time he I'm comes a, on screen i love him but people are gonna hate me i'm a little tired of the memes people i get it shut he's, down the memes but he's, he's fucking cute got it he's i what what i would like is maybe if he became more of a character rather than a gag yeah he's a gag Although he's doing, he's, he's, we're learning more about him and the force. I, you know, apparently the choke was great. The choke was great because I was like, oh, not just a Darth Vader thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was great. And I, I'm not, I don't know about this force healing. That's, that's a little, we almost forgot about it. That's a gripe. That's a little odd to me. I I feel like this points like how like none of these jedis were just healing each other when order 66 or whatever happened and like they all fucking just got beheaded or how did they all get killed you could have always my problem is is like you could always have had them have force healing but what they did in the show is problematic completely healed them. yeah yeah that he he wolverined it and right. it's like no 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 maybe it's like oh he sucked <laughs> out the poison or whatever the fuck right but the complete healing in five seconds no not okay well i almost see it seems to me that uh you know why didn't the emperor just pick up fucking anakin's limbs put him back on right? his fucking body and heal it Right. I mean, I don't, you know, you got to explain more of this to me. Is this Anakin, a new, is this a, not, is this a new thing for baby Yoda only? Maybe, I, you know. And that's something I've been thinking about um, Star Wars for a while is, I'm not saying I want necessarily superpowers, but maybe people who specialize in force in different ways. Okay. Maybe they, maybe I figured Open out. it how, up a little bit. Yeah. Well, diversify it, you know, figure out a way that somebody specializes in something and sure. that makes them well, unique. We've, we've talked about this too, that the problem they're going to run into here is that as the lore gets bigger, as there's more yeah. movies, more shit, it can't help but get broken in some ways and right. have inconsistencies. I mean, the original trilogy is such a concise little story yep. that works so beautifully on its own, which by the way, we're talking all these people talking about this is the end of the Skywalker saga, this latest movie here. Mm. Like, no, I'm sorry, the perfect ending was done. Like, mm. this is a nice little bonus, maybe, that I can watch as, like, for shits and giggles. But the ending was the fucking ending. Yeah. And that's the greatest fucking ending. Like, you, 
this is great as a fun little thing for me to enjoy. But, yeah. but if you I'm watch, probably going to just remember it and say like, that was the could've, ending could could have been, <laughs> could have been amazing. Could have right. been amazing. Yeah, but it never, it's never, we you're never, never got a scene with all of the original team. Who the fuck is ever going to watch Return of the Jedi and watch the ending and be like, oh, but that's not really the ending of the saga. Because, Did you know that yeah. Luke got depressed right. and almost killed his nephew? Yeah. Oh, the, well, Darth Vader turning good isn't really the, you know, the m- big moment of the series because later on, Ray you've just finds just, out that, you, you know what I mean? You're, like, you're describing a man I want to punch in the face. The guy who's right or, oh, yeah, no, who's wrong. Who's completely he wrong. He was completely wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I want to hit that. You know guy. what I mean, though? It's like, well, did you know now, they're, they're hyping that this is the end of the Skywalker saga? They're doing that because it's dollars. Is it? Is oh, yeah. it? The I end, don't think the, it the, is. The, the ends. Fuck that. The ends. Dude. Nobody end, believes end that. Game, end game made like 800 million more than Infinity War yeah, but worldwide. Yeah, end game felt like that was like a real earned thing. Like nobody. Right. They're when, trying when, to when trick people, you into it. That's my point. Yeah, They're trying to people, trick you okay, into well, like. Okay, well don't fall for it, people. Well, I didn't fall for it. The when, end of the Skywalker the saga. Associate Sky, the Skywalker saga is Luke Skywalker. Yes, at the end of that's Return what I'm saying. Jedi. Nobody's going to fall for it, but they want you to. Okay. Well, good job, I guess. I no, do. they failed. They failed. You lose. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, uh, well, Wonka. Uh, yeah. So, what's what are your, what are you, what's your grade of The Mandalorian so far as a whole? As a whole, I'm probably going to give it like a, a B or B plus. I'll give it an A minus. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it's the greatest thing ever, but it's delivering on what I want. I it, it has gone. There's still nostalgia bits, but the first episode had me worried because it seemed like every 30 seconds they were throwing like an item from Star Wars. The thing that gets me excited is the potential that we're now dealing with the with the whole like you brought it up. We actually watched this episode together. The most recent one, the idea of like the scattered remains of the of, empire, of the empire yeah. is a fun story potential right correct um and then the eventual how does it get to the 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 first order i don't i mean yeah that's a story i I don't care if we see that right right, because the first order is so damn boring to me i i almost don't even care how it happened i really almost don't you'd have to find you'd have to make an amazing story not some like oh i'm some lord some lord snook it sounds like something that uh ryan could have maybe tried to do in the uh the Last Jedi, instead of just... Sounds like Ryan could have done almost anything other than what he did. <laughs> How about those Knights of Ren? Yeah, they're. I guess we're getting they're, them. They're here. <laughs> they're here now. You're hearing Poor about them. JJ. How the fuck? Uh, they existed and then they didn't. How the fuck you know what they would have been better this? off doing? I just realized what they would have been better off doing. They would have been better off basically making it a quadrilogy. Well, maybe they should have after The Last Jedi. Maybe they should have gone, oh, fuck. Because structurally, you're broken. Yeah. So you have to get back to end of act two. You have to get back to that spot. Yeah. And here we are talking about The Last Jedi again. Again. That's all <laughs> hey, we one have. Thing, hey, he did give us fodder for discussion. Um, uh, shit just, we watched? Yeah, shit we watched. What did you watch? I don't. You were on I, vacation. I was on vacation, so I like. Mr. Toad's uh, Wild Ride, or oh, uh, I guess I could bring up um, uh, the Pink Panther, or not the Pink Panther. What's the second one? Uh, the second Pink Panther movie. 
It's not the Pink Panther 2. It's like the gun that shot itself. Hold or something on. Is like it that. the, which, what is this? Is this the, the original. Steve Martin version no, no, or fuck, the old no. school one? Old school. Okay. 60s. So you watch this. God damn. Like, honestly, some of the best physical comedy I've never ever. seen these. I need to see these. They're, they're slapstick and silly. Understand that going okay. in. They're like, uh, yeah, well, I still like, I love me some like Three Stooges type comedy. Yeah, from back. It's, yeah. it's that. Uh, it's kind of like the who's on first of movies. Okay, got it. Love, love it. So fucking funny. It's, uh, it's just amazing. Um, but yeah, that was basically it. I watched that in the hotel. <laughs> I watched it in the hotel room. Uh, yeah. Uh, I watched, uh, I went and saw Richard Jewell. Yeah. Um, really fucking it was a really good movie. Uh, I'm going to give it a B plus. I don't think it's like the greatest thing since sliced bread, um, but it does. It It is a tearjerker because this guy, they put him through hell. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, it's about a guy who was like kind of this chubby wannabe cop who's a security guard. He's kind of a rent a cop type guy, and he finds a, a, a suspicious package at the Olympics at the ceremonies with the concerts or whatever. And yeah. He reports it yep. and then they turn it around on, oh, here he's the he's the prototypical like male hero wannabe who just put this bomb here just so he could find it. Yep. And apparently he, this is what was 96. So I was too young to really remember this well right. at the time. Yep. But yeah, apparently like he was dragged through the mud in the media for months. He had his whole fucking life turned upside down. Kathy, the, the cast is great. Yeah. It's got, uh, I, mean, I feel bad because the main character is great. The guy from I, Tanya. Yes. Uh, he's really good in it. Uh, Kathy Bates is great. Um, fucking, uh, and I always forget his name too, from, uh, three billboards and Iron Man too. Oh, yeah. I feel like a real dumbass for forgetting his why name. Can't, why can't I remember? I brought it up last time. Yeah. Fucking... Well, but John Hamm is in it. Mm, uh, yes. There is a current, um, apparent controversy because, um, Jesus Christ. I really just need to look up the cast of this goddamn movie. I want to say Olivia oh, Munn. Olivia Wilde's character. <laughs> Olivia I've, Wilde. heard, I've heard about yes. this, about how like she as a, a reporter sleeps around to get information. So, okay. And so, apparently there's no real evidence that that yeah, actually so happened. In the movie, there's a scene where she's trying to get information from John Hamm's character. He's the FBI agent. Mm-hmm. And essentially, um, She's like flirting with him and whatever. And and he tells her the uh, he tells her. And by the way, it's Sam Rockwell. There we go. But um, he tells her the bit about because basically what happened was someone leaked that they were looking into Richard Jewell. Yeah. And that's how the media got a hold of it. And she's the reporter that broke the story. But I didn't it wasn't presented as, oh, you tell me and I'll fuck you. Really? Like they did. Fuck. But it wasn't presented that way. And apparently, apparently she was known as like, and I don't know if it's true, but the rumor on her was that she would like sleep around with cops for information and stuff. So I think they took like a general thought about her and for a narrative purpose, like made it more, which is problematic. And I I heard this and I have a couple thoughts. It's we're going to shitty thing about fucking the world that we live in. We're going to spend more time talking about (laughs) a stupid controversy than in the actual movie itself. But 
I had heard about this and Olivia kind of came out and she was like, you know, this is really a big double standard because when a woman does something sexual in a movie, she's objectified and she's sort of defined by that one act of using her sexuality. Sure. Whereas if a man does it, like yeah, when but a James, man, man doesn't, but, that doesn't but, have the power no, to but do no, that. No, but James Bond sleeps with sure. people to okay. get stuff. And the whole point is it's played off as a cool thing. He's more than just doing that. And I'm like, you know what? She's absolutely right. The shit that she's getting for this is is it's it's what it is to me is it's people melt well-meaning people okay who are like no treat her with respect and it's like but you're defining her by one aspect of her life that i agree with i don't agree with the double standard necessarily because i mean can we be honest here who has more power as far as that is concerned Oh, you mean as far as like sex goes? You think that Olivia Wilde can't walk into any Mm. fucking spot anywhere in America and have sex within 15 minutes? I mean, I'm dead serious. Right. But I I mean, at this point in society, there are men that can do the same thing. I totally disagree with that. You don't think Chris Hemsworth could have sex in five minutes? Chris Hemsworth isn't a reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. No, but you brought up Olivia Wilde. Anyone who looked like her. Anyone right. good looking women because men are we, I, I tend, we I, don't hold the power in that that exchange. Okay, what I would say is I believe that Chris Hemsworth could get laid probably I don't want to say just as quickly. No. But it's a guarantee. It's you look <sighs> that you look because now we're getting into it's almost looks versus gender at this point because you're that good looking. You're going to get laid if you really want. The only thing is that Chris is going to have to like maybe put in a slight bit more effort. (laughs) A a lot more effort. A lot more effort. Come on. Come on. Mm. Women, women are, women are like, they have way more power as far as that's concerned. They do. I mean, you know, outside of men taking it. But we're not talking about that though. We're just talking about the idea of using sex as, as a, as a weapon. Sure. But like James Bond, if you made a movie about a really good looking woman type James Bond who went around and slept with people like that's like, that's like any good looking woman could do that. But you don't think that she would be labeled as slut? But any good looking woman could do that. It's a different thing. Like James Bond is suave. He's got that it factor that makes him able to do that. That's the character. He's so fucking suave that he can pull that off. Right. I see what you're saying. But what I'm saying is like, it's not about the ease of it. It's about the fact that they are being defined. What she is just talking about is being defined by one act in the movie. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, but if you did know her, you probably would be kind of pissed. You know what I mean? Like, I, and, and, and the people I, and I who think know that's her valid, are the ones who are pissed. And I think that's a valid point. I also think that this movie is somewhat being weaponized. I think, it's hyst- on- I think it's hysterical that they're bitching about that, considering what this movie is. And it makes his fucking point completely. Well, that's sort of that's sort of why I'm it's this movie. It's a movie about a big, fat white guy who's being attacked by the what FBI and the, the media. media right i mean the parallels are there for what's going on in society with trump sure and so there it's the movie is being weaponized by both sides it's happening it's sickening it's why it, it might be a great movie it's I don't good know. it's really good 
It's really good. But it's why it's not going to get the attention it might otherwise get if it wasn't, if it didn't seem so conveniently timed. Oh, well, I'm sorry, but also the media doesn't want you to see this movie. Why would they? Right. Why would they? Because it makes them look bad. It makes them look terrible. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it's... it's, um... (laughs) But honest to God, though, it's really good. And it's nice to see, you know, we've seen a lot of like the post type movies lately. Yeah. Let's remember how fucked they can be too oh yeah you know what absolutely. i mean absolutely and like not even that they reported anything that wasn't true it's just that they weren't careful they didn't have any care over the lives they were destroying with the information that they were using right, right. so it's it's one of those things i've said it before and i'll say it again remember that no matter what team you root for remember the potential that they have yes that's true for evil and it is uh i would like to state that it is like I was thinking about Clint Eastwood movies. I didn't see 15, 17 or whatever to Paris, right. but it was better than the mule. It was better than Sully, which I thought was pretty good. It is. It's a really good Clint Eastwood movie. So okay. people who are Clint Eastwood fans will be happy. I wouldn't put it in like the upper echelon with like even his, his like a uh, little Renaissance with million dollar baby or grand Torino. Sure. But it's really good. It's fucking solid. And it is, he's very, he's masterful at drawing the sad audio, like mm. the emotions, because like you feel so bad for like Kathy Bates plays this guy's mom. Yeah. And it's just rough. Yep. And they yep. make John Ham such a piece of shit, such a piece of shit. It's yeah. great. Well, because, well, and it, you know, I, I just, I, eventually I'll see it. I don't, I don't really have much of an interest in it. It just, and it's not political. It's just, yeah, I don't know. I'm a little played out with, with him just because I feel like his style is very Clint Eastwood. It's just, yeah, it's very Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's I, I mean, don't know it's too to bad because he's one of my favorite filmmakers. I don't understand that thought process. <laughs> that doesn't make sense to me because I'm sorry. But once I saw Unforgiven, mm-hmm. I knew I have to see everything this guy makes. Sure. Now, I haven't seen the 15 to 17 to Paris, though, or whatever. I'm sure you'll love it. I don't know. <laughs> From what I hear, it stinks. That was the one where they got the real guys to play the mm. the real heroes played the right, characters, right. which is a little concerning. I remembered I, I I I did see one more thing. Oh, did you? I, I I dusted off an old one. Okay. I watched the Long Kiss Goodnight. The Long Kiss Goodnight, starring Who's Gina f- Davis. Okay. Yep. And Sam Jackson. Sure. Uh, written by Shane Black. Okay. So uh, lets you know what so you get. Almost as good as Predators or the Predator or whatever. You know what I feel? The thing is, is like what I realized <laughs> about Shane Black between the uh, Predators and uh, and Iron Man three is that he cannot work outside of the buddy cop genre. He can't. He should just be a buddy cop guy because this is a buddy cop movie where Gina Davis is a spy with amnesia. Okay. Or assassin with amnesia. Um, this movie is written so I, fucking well. This is like early 90s, right? 96. Okay, mid 90s. So I remember this, but I don't remember it well. And I haven't seen it. It's in on 20 Netflix. Years. Okay. It's, and I was like, okay, Sam Jackson, Shane Black. Uh, yeah, let's do this. Okay. Um, the real problem is, is that it's it's dated. It's very 90s. It's very 90s. Isn't um, that funny? And it's not in a writing way. It's sort of like execution of scenes, sort of shot composition choices. Um, the action is really where it's very 90s. Sure. Um, in the worst way possible. Um, well, not the worst way, I guess. But anyways, um, but the writing it's is good. so, it's 
it's a fucking riot. Shane Black he's is a very funny man. He's very funny. Like I was like, this is I was about to say something hyperbolic to get you to watch <laughs> the movie. Hear Let's hear it. But I want to hear what you were going to say. It's not true. But I was going to say it's approaching the nice guys as far oh, as being as hilarious. I'm going to uh, have to watch it. And you know what? Maybe that's not uh, I, maybe that's not wrong. It's approaching the nice, the nice guys. guys. Fucking I, I want nice guys too so bad. I, yeah, I want it so bad because that is what I'm because uh, I was talking to my mom about it. I was like, is the nice guys is that because she's like, oh, I love that movie. And I was like. The one with Ryan Gosling, and she's like, "Oh, I was thinking about the Mark Wahlberg one." I was like, oh, "No, that's oh, the, the other, other guys. guys." I just remembered it. Couldn't remember it. Nice in the guys better than the other guys. Oh, wait, better. and I like the other guys. Wait, guys, for what the other guys is fine. <laughs> Whatever, it's fine. But yeah, I. Uh, uh, anything else? No, that was it. Uh, the last one I have has it's the I'm hoping because I can't take it anymore okay. i'm hoping this is the last uh uh best of the year contender oh no which is i'm hoping i guess star wars i guess i hope is but probably not gonna happen but um uh dolomite is my name oh that's right with eddie murphy what a treasure <laughs> what i just like honest to god you press play on this movie and yeah. you just can't help but have a shit-eating grin on your face the entire movie it is fucking great the characters are great the story is great it's got a really heartfelt like hey don't let anybody keep you down mm. you know do, don't let anybody tell you like you're not gonna make it or you can't follow your dreams message Fuck it's, those. and and eddie murphy is fucking amazing um that's wesley um, snipes is amazing in this that's a big surprise to hear that incredibly good He's incredible. You remember he's right back into like charismatic scene stealing Eddie Murphy. That's so it that's it's mind blowing. It's fucking amazing because it got to the point with him where you're like he was doing a bunch of like kid movies. And yeah, well, you're like, like, is is he ever going to capture it again? Was the question we haven't seen him in a movie in forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? What was the was the last one like daddy daycare like something like that probably yeah I, but wasn't daddy was daddy daycare him or ice cube i thought it was him maybe it was i don't know a pluto nash like that era i don't yeah uh you know Jesus. like he haunted mansion oh, like whew. yeah right that's like the last we Dis- knew of eddie disney's murphy. like we're the gonna last, make every ride a th- i a think movie. the last good eddie murphy and it wasn't nearly as good as like the 80s eddie murphy movies was mm. probably the nutty professor where he played like his whole fat family and i will be interested to see if that holds up in any way yeah i mean maybe it doesn't but I mean, I can imagine that the the scenes with him and his family sitting around being just loudmouth assholes are still funny. But I think I think it's probably it's probably going to be like Austin Powers. Sure, you have to be in the mood for it. Sure, otherwise it's going to grate on that you. That could be true. Uh, but yes, it is fucking great. It's an A. It's 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 knocked another movie out of my top ten. I don't know which one yet, <laughs> but it has knocked more movies. It's probably knocked movies out of my top five. Or a movie out of my top five. It's fucking great. It's, wow. It's fucking great. And the ending, like, I got emotional at the end. Wow. Because I was so happy with what I just watched. <laughs> I was so happy. 
I can't say enough good fucking things. Off, Everyone in it is awesome. Off the pod, Jackson has been trying to sell me on this movie since he started it. Dude, I, yes. To 25 minutes in, I was like texting people like, dude, have you has anybody watched this? Yeah. Like, this is fucking. And I felt like an asshole because I was like you. Yeah. Just not in the mood for it yet. Yep. I'm going to watch it. Not in the mood for it yet. And yep. actually, we were going to watch something else. It was uh, uh, the wife and I were on Netflix and we're kind of going through like, oh, should we fin- continue this show or sure. should we do this or that? And I'm like, oh, we, there is this Eddie Murphy movie. She's like, oh, yeah, put that on. I'm like, all right. That's all you needed was just a little nudge. I needed a nudge. So this is my nudge to the people. Too this bad you're not in my home is right now. Fucking great. And yeah, basically it's about this guy who he's like a he's like a, a washed up like act, like a musician, dancer, whatever he can do to get like on the stage or whatever. Sure. And uh, essentially the plot is that he's kind of having a rough go of it. He's trying to get his like records put on the radio or whatever, like Snoop Dogg is in this. Oh, um, and, uh, he, he, this poor guy always walks in and like tells these crazy fucking stories. Mm-hmm. So he's like, okay, well, what if we like took those stories and did something? So he goes and like pays these poor people to just tell him these fucked up, crazy, like hilarious stories. Okay. And he turns it into this character of uh, Dolomite. And he goes up and just, he starts just, you know, his little like rhymes and stories about, oh, and then she got so low, she sucked an earthworm's dick, you know, and it's fucking amazing. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a true story. Dolomite is real. So now I have to go watch Dolomite, the movie. It's it's a true story. It's a based on a true story about this guy Rudy Rudy Ruby Ray or Rudy Ray Moore who is known as the Godfather of rap apparently. Oh shit! Because people saw these stupid like comedic rhymes he was doing, and that's apparently people credit him with like the concept of rap. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, he was a black exploitation like. Uh, you know, shitty little like dumpy movie guy who made some movies and yeah, it's wonderful. It's f- dude. It's fucking wonderful. It's wonderful. I loved it. Loved it. Eddie Murphy's back. This makes me hopeful for anything else that's coming with Eddie Murphy, you know, coming to America too. coming to America. America. Yes. I've seen this pictures of that, by the way. And it is a trip. It's just like they've caught like shots of him with like mm. his Akeem African. You is, know, he, is he still on. running around shirtless? Uh, no, I don't believe so. Okay. That was only in Zamunda. I know that was at the beginning in Zamunda. But, you know, they've got uh, they've got pictures of um, Arsenio Hall, like as one of the old, I think, uh, the the guys in the, the, the barbershop. Yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I hope it's fuck. Please be good. Hopefully it's rated R. I was just thinking just because, I mean, you think about like young Eddie Murphy. Young Eddie Murphy was actually kind of cut. Sure. In that movie, yeah. He's not as cut as he would be if they made that movie today. No. He's not a Camille or whatever non-Johnny cut. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Did you see that shit? (laughs) That should have been in the news. Top story. Yeah. Yeah. He is jacked. It was funny. I'm like, hey, hon, look at this. And I showed her a picture and she's like, I just can't. I still can't think he's sexy. (laughs) He's too funny. (laughs) His fucking head and his facial expression is just. But But I'm like, you know, 
Good on him, though, man. The yeah. amount of work that that went, went well, into that. I like the fact that he said that, too, even though I, I, it's a little hyperbolic, but his point about, like, I understand that had I not had the means to have trainers every day and whatever. And the most then it, expensive right. trainers. Yes. Bought by the biggest studio sure. on the planet. That he could have never done this, which maybe is true for him, but I still think, I mean, we all probably could use a little bit of a... yeah. A little I bit mean, of a nudge, yeah, to see the Eddie Murphy. To see book. the Eddie I'm Murphy. I'm telling you, man, go home and watch it. I mean, edit the podcast first, right? But afterwards, it's fucking great. <laughs> it's fucking great. Okay, loved it. I'm loved it. I'm trying to not be defiant right now. No, you need to watch it. Okay, and if you don't like this, we might as well just. This is going to be a marriage story where we're just going to divorce the podcast. I, we can start the next episode with like the thing I liked most about Alex. If was there's, he's very, you know, measured. Yeah, measured in his. <laughs> you know what? We need a list of how many times you've said that about movies. If you don't like this. It's the end of the podcast. Yeah, but it's, usually you like it. If it's that good, yeah, it's not like you're going to come out and be like, oh, that fucking sucked. Right? That's true. Yeah. I've been like, I think I came out on a couple and said like, it was it's okay. not as good as you say as it I, is. Yeah, right. Ad Astra, Hereditary. Sure. Yeah. Well, well, oh, yeah. Ad Astra. Uh, right. Yeah. I was like, what is Ad Astra? I was a little closer with you on Midsummer, but but yeah. No, but that Florence Pugh, though. That Florence Pugh. She is great. She's great. <laughs> I love I love how many good actresses we seem to be getting now. Yes, that's true. Like I, I keep saying, like I, I don't know, Florence Pugh is great. Uh, Scarlett Johansson. I'm probably just going to name half the Marvel cast because goddamn, they Scarlett Johansson's great. The chick from Jumanji's great. Tessa, Tessa, Tessa Thompson. Thompson's great. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, yeah. uh, uh, what uh, Captain Marvel girl's great. Natalie Portman's great. Actually, it's kind of funny because like they all kind of are great. <laughs> no, I don't. I, hey, Natalie Portman is is pretty damn good when she decides she wants. She's to She's on be. the lower rung of the Marvel ladies. I would agree. Yeah, I would. I would agree. I I got nothing else. Great episode. Great. <laughs> right. Everyone enjoy Star Wars. Don't let the haters get you down. We'll it's be, a time to celebrate. Yeah, we'll be back next week with our uh, non-spoiler and spoiler reviews. Of Star Wars. Of Star Wars. The end. The rise of fan service. That was the, yeah, that that was was the, the first episode. Oh, yeah, that's that right. Was, that yeah. was the episode that we did. Yeah. That was about the trailer, though, right? Yes, it was. Okay. Wasn't about the movie. Because apparently, we'll, we'll see. I think it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs>